Testing, one, two, three, testing. Hello? Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there? I'm looking for anyone. Anyone? Please, anyone, respond. Help needed. Can anybody hear me? Help needed. If you can hear, please respond. Please respond. Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure. You can find me on HC Realms at Colossus TN or on the WizKids Info Network as Showtime TN. You can private message me at the HC Realms or you can actually send me an email to lost, L O S T I N, clicks, C L I X, at gmail.com. That's all one word. Uh, this is episode four and this is Fashion Week here on episode four. And I'll be going into that a little bit later, but as we've been trying it, with this new format, I want to go over what's been going on this past week. Uh, this past week has not involved a lot of hero clicks. Uh, some of y'all don't know, but I am a teacher, and we've been getting some snow. It's great to have some days off, but it has been uh, just causing havoc with my other job that I have as a teacher, which is I'm the basketball coach at a middle school, and currently... Well, we just finished up, but we were in the middle of our season going into conference tournament, and the snow caused us to have to reschedule a lot of games. Now, this is caused. This is a crazy time of the year for me. I'm happy that HeroClix kind of dies down during this time because I don't have a lot of time. We ended up playing our basketball game on Saturday, had two games that day, and there was a tournament, a casual tournament I could have attended in my in my uh, city, but unable to. That's the way life is, you know. We we do have a couple more coming up, and I plan on attending those, but it's really hard at times, so you just have to kind of make make time for it. Now, I can go ahead and tell you, all I've done this week is just sit there and tweak and tweak on my team. As I told you all last week, I was trying to decide between the Adam and Solaris and make some major changes to my team, and I went and did it. Uh, I did play a... Uh, a online practice match with Sneaky Brick, and I really appreciate that. We played it last night, and I tried out my new team. Um, uh, I'm not going to say I was totally pleased with it, and I can tell you that I'll put up what my new team currently looks like. I'm not going to hide it from anybody. If y'all have any suggestions on it and want to kind of help me with it, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, my struggle right now is I'm not getting maximum usage out of every piece. Uh, and what I mean by that, I just some pieces just sit around. Um... Uh, Last night, Solaris, and it was kind of the map, the indoor map, Solaris's movement, uh, just really did not help him out. And the only ability only to move two squares at a time, 
and just just slow. And his 10 range without wit is kind of hampered by the, we did the uh, in Avengers Indoor-Outdoor uh, map, and he just he just couldn't get anything going. He actually just ended up being a target. It was one of the first pieces I had taken out. Um, so that became, that was the issue with him. And I've been playing against Sneaky Brick, and he, he's just bringing one team, and I should test it out against other teams. But I am struggling with Colossals, and also with him, the Mixie-Frogman combo worked pretty well. However, I am awful at using Mixie. I don't know what's going on. I have yet to pulse wave with Mixie in three matches I've played with him. I don't really look for it. I use him making people colossal more. I sometimes forget what his damage value is. And I'm really struggling because I keep in my mind that Mixie would be a perfect colossal killer. And he gets up there and he only has one damage. I keep forgetting about that. So, um, I'm really kind of struggling with that. I, I'm, my uh, team, while solid and, and really lasts a long time, just trying to get that and the teleporter, a lot of new things. But I recommend that to anybody. If you are have any idea of being into a meta event or you have any plans, you just need to test your team over and over again. And I know I'm doing, doing a little bit wrong, which I'm testing against the same team over and over again. And have some ideas on how I'm going to branch that out and try some others. I'd love to hear from you all. If y'all are interested in an online match and maybe running some teams that you might want to run against WKO or just want to test out against test my team out, please just send me an email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. I'll try to schedule those. But we all have busy lives. I know my wife doesn't like it when I'm always uh, playing clicks online. So we just kind of schedule around that. But... Um, that's really where I'm going with the Heroclix, uh, my WKO team, which I'll put up very shortly. I currently have um, the Spider-Man ID card off by itself away from the teleporter with the 100-point Spider-Man from the Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And I have my teleporter with Green Lantern, Green Arrow, all that's still the same, Black Panther, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, and... Off the top of my head, my last guy on that teleporter is Nick Fury. How can I forget that? Level 7 ID card. Yeah. Um, so, I can tell you it was a great match last night. I ended up wiping out his entire team and losing the match. Can you believe that? Losing the match. At the end of the match, the only thing left on the board were two... Well, one character I called in via the number three uh, ability of the teleporter, and that was Superman, hypersonic red sun Superman, and two pogs, maybe three, and that was it. As I was left to my team, his team was completely wiped out. It went about 12 rounds, which is unrealistic. You're not going to get that many on WKO. Um, it took, it, it was beyond the time limit, and... Really, he, he was nice enough to be very aggressive trying to wipe me out, though he had many opportunities to pull back, play more defensive, and that's what I expect to see at a WKO. Um, things I learned about my team, the Nick Fury combo with some pogs is pretty awesome. His ability to call him in and put him around some pogs allows him to up his range to 12 and gives him the shield team ability, 
which can be really awesome. Um, playing against a, a, a Bizarro Green Arrow, one awesome thing that, that I did was to call Nick Fury in because Bizarro, um, Bizarro Green Arrow was on his next to last stop click. Shutting off his stop click and then hit him, hitting him with Devil Dinosaur on a charge for just two damage to take him out. And then that left his main piece without Nick Fury gone yet, having been gone yet, wide open for a big blast from Nick Fury. And that kind of changed the game right there. Um, it's a great combo, but me not knowing where the points were and just concentrating, lost track that I needed to keep Devil Dinosaur alive. I didn't, and he went after him. So that kind of hurt me. Um, and, you know, I had other opportunities to be more aggressive with Mixie, never did. And I ended up killing his Titano, well, his Colossal Retaliator, and in the end just kind of wasted a uh, person. So I'm just kind of struggling. Uh, my current thoughts right now, I really like that team. Uh, I am really thinking about getting rid of Solaris altogether and my uh, my ID card that I never called in, not before the Spider-Man ID card, never called in, getting rid of them and putting them away and trading that 30 points in for another Ultron drone. And I hate to do that because everybody's carrying Ultron drones. But I'm not using a Colossal Retaliator that well. And it goes against my old philosophy when, like, when I first started playing Heroclix, which is you need to have Perplex, Outwit, and all these support powers. And I'm really going to be low on those. So uh, kind of dealing with that too, trying to understand how I'm going to handle that and go forward. The um, Still, I love the Devil Dinosaur and some combos you can do with it. I like the Teleporter. One thing I'm thinking about changing on the Teleporter is getting rid of which ID card. I'm thinking the Green Lantern ID card. Some of y'all not going to believe this, but I did use Green Lantern last night. Brought him in and brought up some barriers. Used the, his special barrier token. Totally wrong. Set up an Ultron drone for, to be killed. Um, barrier is very important inside of a... Uh, in the indoors, I think that can really help your team survive. And in and um, I just misplayed all that. Just to be honest, I just really misplayed. I'd hit number two, the second ability, and I didn't have to call anybody in. And it's something I I need to keep in mind. Like when I'm playing the the round table, really my goal is not to get to three, but to get to two. And with Black Panther still on the round table, if I can still have him on the round table. It gives me the ability to give all my pogs barrier. And some of you go, well, so? Well, I, basically it goes back to the old days of a double barrier team. And I have an unlimited, pretty much unlimited double barrier. Uh, if I have the lead at that moment and get up to that two, I can make it so hard to get to me, especially in an indoor map. Uh, one struggle I'm having is I'm not rolling the dice worth anything, and the maps that's being chosen is really out of my control. So, I mean, that's just kind of the debate you do with meta, you know, the balance between theme and all that. But I'd love to hear what y'all think about my team so far, some ideas I'm not coming up with, some combos I need to think about, um, and which Ultron should I go get? I'm thinking about getting the Ultron Future one, just to be honest, because he's the cheapest. I might have to go buy him. The other Ultron I got is not that good. I thought about the Trash Can one. But the one benefit of having two Ultrons is that gives me two guys at 120 points and this stuff that get, works off the highest character on your team would then kind of neuter that. So not having a Colossal Retaliator 
Uh, probably would mean that I need to go after him. I believe that you go after a Colossal Retaliator just to get those easy points and avoid a hate that, that reaction to it. So, you know, where he calls in and and um, you attack either Colossal or you just uh, attack somebody else and he gets to retaliate. I, I just don't like that. So I like to go take him out first and just to use it with a call and just get the wheel rolling. I'm thinking about taking off the Green Lantern card and putting the Ronin ID card in there. Mainly because it gives me a couple more options so that I can have my sideline. I can bring Ronin in, then have my sidelines like a couple other characters, like Hawkeye or something like that, and kind of use that. I'm also, man, this is another one, the Wonder Woman ID card. I love the Wonder Woman I'm bringing in, the Charge Flurry. It's very helpful, especially against a bizarre, a bizarro green arrow. Her ability to knock him down to those last couple of clicks is huge. It gets him on the defensive and gets him closer to where you can kill him. However, um, and her mystics helps her too. She has a 12 attack. Um, looking at Ronan, I'm pretty sure he has an 11 attack, but he has three with exploit weakness with charge flurry. So that's almost as good with five uh, range. Um, I've been thinking about, I've been looking at doing a couple switches. I currently run Red Sun Superman. Maybe going to Kingdom Come Superman. Yes, I do have him. The six damage charge one. And also go to Quasar. See, I don't know. I mean, see, now you're getting into my last two guys on the round table who will never be called in. They have to be brought in by the three. Uh, you can see what I'm going through. I over-tweak everything. You can't have a perfect team. You can have a team that, that really is about what you like playing. And I'm trying to decide if I like playing fossils, and if I don't, I'm going to have to get rid of them. If I'm not enjoying mixing, I'm going to have to get rid of them and make my team more around what I want to. I like the concept right now. With the teleporter, I'm really enjoying the teleporter, um, but I'm starting to hit those points. And I mean, I looked it up February 18th, the WKO I'm going to. I'm be at the one in Casey, South Carolina, I believe. So it's as my goal. <laughs> I was going to go to this one down there in the fall, and I wasn't able to make it. I am going to. My wife's all behind it. Going to this one. If you're going to go to, it, I'd love to see you all there. Love to talk to you. Um, I just love meeting people and talking here with clicks. And, you know, I I respect everybody else's ideas and all that. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. That's what I did. That's the kind of thinking I'm having right now. I'm sorry to go on and on about it. You can see I'm kind of struggling with this team. Uh, as I said, I say some of y'all do too. And if you're going meta, you know, you can drive yourself to death. I think you just go find the thing you're comfortable with, get it tweaked up to where you want it, and just go out there and run it. Don't do something you're not used to. So, that's it. That's what I've been into. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, I can get some comments, some some discussion going on. Also, I'd like to throw out there, too, I am planning. It is already in the works. I'm going to be at Origins this year. I was there last year. This year, I'm planning on being at Origins and participating in the qualifiers for the World Championships. I know those are kind of hard to get into, so I'm, I'm planning on doing that. Last time we was there, they were sealed. I hope they're sealed again. I thought that was kind of fun. I love sealed. Almost more than constructed. I think sealed puts... Most sets will put you on the same level playing field. 
it's just kind of neat. I, th- I think it kind of throws some people off. So I, I like sealed and would love to uh, kind of uh, have that kind of challenge. Also, I'd love to participate in the teams. I didn't I had a chance last year, and I didn't. I kind of regret it. I'd love to participate in the Teams World Championships. And, you know, email me. If you're going to go and you're going to be there, I'd love to meet up, talk to you, and maybe, um, you know, maybe put a team together. Maybe we could go with the uh, Team World Championships that we're going to do it to. Just want to find some people who have some fun and just go enjoy it. And I think that's what you can do there. I'll also probably be playing other games there. I believe that you need to diversify. I play a lot of different board games, and the diversity helps me in uh, long-term planning. And I mean, I can give you a a, a um, very clear example is chess. Um, chess is really about moves and reading the board and seeing different combos based upon the setup of the board. Heroclix is no different. And when you ever see a chess guy like running like a hundred games at once, really at each board, it's not that he has a strategy. He sets out his normal standard movement. We do it in basketball too. Like you can come down and just do a standard movement in basketball to start every play, and it kind of tells you what defense they're in. Well, a chess person will just start a standard movement, and then when he recognizes an opening based upon practice and seeing that the board's set up off a little bit odd, then he'll make the move. I think that's the same way in Heroclix. You have to have played enough times with your team to recognize when they're in a certain position you see an opening and be able to go take care of it. Now, it's a little bit more complicated in chess because all the pieces are so different that there's more like a thousand pieces you have to know their different little quirks to so that you can see something that's going wrong. But anyway, that's another shout out to, uh, you know, practice. Keep practicing. Settle down on a team or a majority of your team and just practice it until you get it all perfected and just go have fun. So as I said, you can email me if you're planning on going to Origins. You know, maybe we can meet up, we can talk, play some other games together, maybe play a pickup game of Heroclix or maybe even, you know, kind of play test our teams against each other on a, 45 minute or 50 minute clock so we can get a feel for it. Origins is awesome. I love going to it. Um, so that's what's been going on. Now, I want to go over what I said is fashion week in Heroclix. What do I mean by that? I say it's style. You know, I think of uh, the HGTV shows that my wife's watching. Okay, I'll admit I do too. And it's about fashion and all that. It's about style you have. And really, what is your fashion in Heroclix? What is your fashion? Um, I kind of broke it down. There's about five basic fashions or archetypes. And maybe some people out of D&D or some of those role-playing games. You got the Oma or the one-man army. People who love to run the one-man army. The one big figure going decimating everybody. And in a 300-point format, it's not terribly wrong. You can get a little bit out of action. Out of action but he can get some one-shot kills. Uh, you also have the Horde. The people who love to put massive amounts of pieces that just keep coming at you, overwhelm you. And you'll kind of see that in the new POG armies that are coming out. They just put so much out there. It's overwhelming. It can be overwhelming for the player random too. You have to kind of keep track of everything that's going on and continue on this pressure of just wave after wave. You also have the mechanic, a person who's running all kinds of different... And that style of play is kind of... Uh, you're running all kinds of different resources. You're running all kinds of different special abilities, and you're keeping track of them, and you're you know you're countering them and all that. And it's just like you're managing this huge circuit board, almost like flying a big 747. I'm like, give me a hang glider, just a little bit like that, you know. So a mechanic can be running like all kinds of different instrument panels. Probably going to be a slower player because of all the different 
things or having to do like a lot of beginning turn actions or doing this, doing that. So um, kind of looking at the, the magician, a person who's come up with all kinds of crazy combos and is really out there pulling all these little tricks and maneuvers that trying to throw you off your game and making you not see what they're seeing. And then, you know, you have that kind of style play. And then finally you have like the MacGyver style play. You bring your Swiss Army knife of team and you're ready for a lot of situations. Depending on the situation, you alter the way your team's going and kind of go through that. I mean, which style of play are you all? Um, One-man army, I can run, get kind of boring. My problem with the one-man army, I hate to push. I really do. It's, from the beginning of Heroclix, I had trouble pushing. And I sometimes I run into that problem like, okay, the other guy has two tokens. I have one token. If I push and miss, then he'll clear, and then I'll clear, and then he'll get a free shot. So do I clear, and then he clears, and then I get my free shot? I don't know. I can never work that out in my head. There's always some kind of there's some kind of thing. I'm like, uh, I don't like to take damage away from myself. That's kind of dealing with that. So one man armies, ooh, they'd have to have a uh, one man armies. They have to have an indomitable. And I don't like it when I can't do anything with anybody during a turn. And so their pit crew, you know, I grew up in the age of Thor and his pit crew, the ultimate Thor and his pit crew. And your pit crew has to just make him better and better. So, um, I don't know. I, one man army is not my thing. The horde, where you have all these pogs and all that, generating what I call just moving blocking train and creating more and more figures that they can't deal with. Uh, I get kind of lost in those. I can run those. They're not my favorite, but I can run those, and it's kind of fun. But it can get kind of ridiculous, and it feels like you're just delaying the game until you get somewhere. And usually the hordes are there to turn the round table to get a certain spot or to delay you to get a slow-moving team up to something. So, I mean, if, you can, if, you, if you're liking to do that. And then you got the mechanic who has all these little things going on. Uh, to be honest, I can run those teams, and they're okay. It's just that I forget so much stuff. It, it really doesn't usually work out well for me. So the mechanic's not really my style. Magician, coming up with combos, that's the one I'd love to do. I love combos. I like surprising people. I like causing some mayhem, some chaos in, in, in the style of play. But really, my, my tried and true is the MacGyver. I love bringing a very solid team that has a lot of uh, potential to do a lot of different things. And, and I believe with my current WKO team, I'm really kind of designing that way, kind of handle a lot of different threats, different ways in which to handle And I love to look across the board, look at another team, and start to dissect it with my team. And that's why I like to have a lot of options. And the Justice League teleporters really giving me a lot of options, kind of a, of a Swiss Army knife. And that's what I'm struggling with, as I told you before. Do I need all six cards to be able to be called in so I can kind of maneuver around. So anyway, that's another discussion. So those styles of plays are prevalent in Heroclix. I think we're getting away from the one-man army, the way the sets have come about out. One-man armies are harder and harder to run. Um, they run better with probably the Colossals because of their values and all that, the, uh, what, their defensive values and stuff like that. I mean, the Horde is currently... In vogue, and so is uh, I believe the mechanic with all the resources and all this new stuff kind of going around. All this stuff you have to do in a certain turn order, 
especially with the ID cards and all that, the mechanics really coming on. Magician, I don't know. I think, uh, I can't see a lot of magicians out there. A lot of crazy combos have already been explored. Not really seeing those. Um, but, you know, I'm not, a, I mean, maybe I'm not out there that much. I mean, I've been watching some stuff on YouTube with all that, and I'm just not seeing the magician kind of flourish right now. MacGyvers are kind of out there. The teleporter helps them. But really, the MacGyvers are having to be mechanics, maintaining all kinds of uh, like things going on. End of turn, beginning of turn. Remember to do this. The mixie dies, another mechanic kind of element. And some 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 styles of play are kind of mismatched in there. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Styles of play I think go with uh, kind of more in the meta than in the casual environment. And let me explain myself. In the meta, I think you have more style. You have the these standard styles of play because the meta has a has a um, limited group of figures to choose from. Inside that group of figures, you know, there's some pieces that are what people would call tier one, and these tier one pieces are really what's um, driving them the the meta game. And so, with this limited use of tier one pieces then depending on what's the alpha pieces then it kind of determines the style of play i think with the, we're in a um, interesting time right now where i think style of play could change in the meta casual is it really done by the um, venue itself on the type of tournament they run and in a casual environment if it's wide open i'm not too sure i mean you know you run those and you make them too big and somebody brings the old galactus in which is almost impossible to kill or they bring in some amazing beat stick that nobody can handle um but you also have like in in those environments where you set a kind of a point restriction and stuff like that then what you find is a um, you, you you get a different style of play. You know it's going to be more varied. You can do one man armies, or you can do some hordes, and because of all these immense amount of figures, that it kind of creates that. Um, the big thing of style of play, I think we, I think we need to pay attention to it, especially with this coming wave of of retirement. Uh, if you're a meta player, you got to be wondering what's going to be retired. If you're a casual player, you probably don't care. Though it could open up a different play style that you might enjoy playing in the meta. We have some resources out there that are being abused. Um, Avengers Quinjet, the Ultron drones, and a lot of uh, Avengers ID cards could go away if they decide to take Age of Ultron out. And if they do, that's going to be an interesting meta. Resource is going to be very limited. Um... And kind of look at, I believe Trinity War could go too. And if that went, let me look at it. Let me look at it right quick. Where? I love going to the units section because it has them in order. If they went Age of Ultron all down, that means Nick Fury on up would be it. That would take out Avengers Assembled, Trinity War, Flash. Man, I haven't played enough pieces out of those. That's another reason not always get caught up in meta because you're stuck on these smaller pieces. You gotta play some casual events so you can go play, you know, these pieces you've been looking forward to. But I mean, I, don't, I think Nick Fury, Agents of Shield, should be okay. So if you take a Age of Ultron, I wish they'd get rid of Faust. If you took those out, the meta changes huge. I mean, you got World's Finest, probably the Return of the KCs. Got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Uncanny X Men. All that could be a very interesting uh, kind of a uh, 
uh, new meta coming out. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, love to hear what kind of style of play you like. I'm going to say I like the MacGyver style of play. I like to prepare for everything. I like to have the ability to slice and dice. I'm not a person that likes to take it to somebody. I'm a person that likes to look at your team and just tear it apart. So one-in-man armies, which are right in your face. I'm going to do what I want to do. You can't do anything about it. Are not my kind of my kind of teams. Mechanic teams can kind of slow me down and get me too caught up in the mechanics of it. So I kind of go with a MacGyver team that I can just tear your part with. Uh, the Horde, while interesting, uh, just so much. And I'd love to do a Magician, but I don't know if we have a lot of uh, that style play being supported by the new pieces. Love to hear hear from you about that. But uh, love to think what kind of style play you think is going to start dominating the meta come after May. So I, I think the MacGyver is going to start coming back up. Hopefully one-man army. I like seeing one-man armies. But they're really going away. So I'd love to see that. Um, so moving along, i I got to hurry up. I'm supposed to be cooking supper. And that's not working very well. But um, let's see here. I'm going to pull up my build from that figure. I said is a figure that we can't... Um, and I wonder if it'd be competitive or not, the Riptide. So if you, I didn't have anybody send one in, but I was going to show you my build, what I did with it. So hold on, let me pull it up for a second. Okay, now to that team I did with Riptide. Uh, not a great team. Now I realize uh, why I didn't like Riptide. Okay, I tried to make a team that was um, actually um, thematic. I go out to Riptide, the only, only keyword he's got is Marauders. So I pulled everybody up that's in Marauders. Marauders, and what I did, and I'll, I'll share this with you on the description of the show, but uh, I went with two Riptides, a Vanisher, a Mystique, a Scrambler, and another Vanisher, and then a full Pandora's box. My thought was, um, get this team to get the Pandora's box to its highest level, and then uh, hopefully Vanisher, Mystique, the two Vanishers and Mystique could be the ones that received the bonuses. Riptides, I was really looking at Vanisher, creating them into Vanisher, helping to create them to be these, this 10 range, kind of move them out 10, then they could sidestep up two, and if they went in kind of a slant angle, they could trap somebody between them and they could do this little pulse wave for free. Um, the big thing is, you get to save some power actions. You can do that in one power action. You could get two pulse waves off. The power action would just be Vanisher moving them up 10, and then they could sidestep for free and then pulse wave for free, each doing one click of damage. If they could do it several pieces, then that's like four clicks of damage. The problem is they're low defense. Have Mystique out there just so she'd stay alive with her uh, uh, little, uh, I forget what it's called, that token that keeps people from do anything unless they're based with her, use the different uh, sins to help uh, increase defenses, give them some more unique powers, had Scrambler out there for a unique outwit, had another Vanisher out there just in case got to move people around. The problem is that this team doesn't have enough damage. <laughs> I just can't figure it out. I don't know enough about Pandora's box. I'm going to tell you, you'd want to play this at a casual event since you just have pure Marauders theme. If somebody kind of pushed you on it, you could say, well... They found the Pandora's box in the sewers when they were hunting down the Morlocks. I don't know. That's the only thing that's really not thematic. Probably won't like that there's two Vanishers on there. I mean, you could play this in a casual environment. The reason why to play this in the casual environment is kind of get to know how Mystique works and kind of just figure out how the Pandora's box works. 
The others, maybe I can figure something out with Riptide. I'm not too sure. Guys, I threw that challenge out there, and I struggled with it. Um, but yeah, definite casual team. I won't say it's a good casual team. They'll probably get wiped out. Just not enough damage out there. Uh, though, if it was played against some of the newer figures, it would. I mean, one great thing is there's one, two, three, four, five, six characters in a 300-point team right on the money. Um, people are going to ask me, why did you go with Scramble and Vanisher? Because I really had 70 points left over, and I can't get it to stay thematic. Now, you do have plus six to map roll. Probably would do a map, an indoor map. That would help out a lot because of Vanisher's phasing teleport. The other people have more trouble moving, you wouldn't. You actually let them walk up to you as you're just assigning sins and um, kind of play defensive and then be offensive just to kind of go out there and take some people out as they get close. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd use something like that. They could really, you know, like the old prison maps, what I think of. I'd pull out some new maps from uh, what they use now that are modern. But, I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, that's my team. I wish y'all could have... Uh, sent some teams in, so um, that's why I did pull him out of uh, Uncanny X Men. Said, "Well, let me see if I can do anything with." It. Well, I couldn't. I don't know. Some of y'all would love to play against that kind of team. I don't know if it'd do that well. I mean, it just does not do a lot of damage. So you know, I went into another box and I said, "This is my lost in clicks uh, section." You know, what clicks have been lost in your box? Maybe you should pull it out and try it. And let, let's see. The one I pulled out is a ninety-point figure. It's number thirty-seven. And it's Moon Knight from Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Really interesting figure. Starts out with a 9 running shot, 5 range, 10 attack with a special power, 18 defense with toughness, and 3 damage. And he is, of course, 6 quick steep. Interesting thing about him is that he has a special power. You get to add plus one to your attack value for each opposing character within his range that can draw a line of fire to him. So everybody within five of him that can see him, he can draw. He gets plus one to his attack value. So you can get up to a plus three. I guess the rule of three would still apply. But um, even more interesting is whenever you damage somebody, you give him a tribute token, and would he be KO'd? You can take two tribute tokens off and then turn them to his last click, which is a eight running shot click, eleven attack, eighteen defense with toughness, and four damage with combat. I mean, close combat expert. So, wow, that's an interesting click to get on. That's a lot of damage for a ninety-point piece. He's got Spider-Man team ability, and he's got the uh, Marvel Knights mystical and soldier key keywords, which are more. Abuse I hate to say abusable, but they are very abusable uh, keywords, and you know that'd be kind of neat to uh, see what you could do with that. So that's the next challenge. You know, hey, what can you make with Moon Knight? Moon Knight, and make Moon Knight shine in that kind of format. Uh, last but not least, mail. Nobody, nobody texted or nobody um, emailed or or sent private message. And really reaching out to y'all if y'all want to come on interact. Love it. Uh, podcast is growing, and hopefully y'all are enjoying it. And love to hear from you, but I decided to go out to AC Realms and pull something off from um, a guy around here, a judge down in Asheville, actually posted Perplexinator, and I loved it. He talked about it on uh, Facebook, and he also mentioned it in uh, AC Realms. It's the pauper form format. Uh, running tournaments where only commons, uncommons, and rares, or you can any any 
would be the only modern age pieces you could use without resources, kind of a limited format. I think that's kind of neat. Uh, the use of common figures really brings more players into it, ones that don't have to have these big collections. I think that'd be kind of neat. That'd be kind of a challenge if you could only use a certain type of characters. I find that kind of interesting. You said it was done in Magic the Gathering. They used to have common tournaments, kind of opening it up to more people that don't have as varied collections. And it doesn't cost as much. So would love to see that. Love to take the resources out. I think that'd be a neat kind of scenario. I mean, how many of y'all would love to play that kind of scenario? Uh, I would probably limit it to common and uncommon. I'd even take out the rares. Um, and I think there's some great pieces that are down in the common and uncommon that aren't getting used. Uh, that are this midpoint level. I mean, the ones that seem to be abused that are like common, they're very, very low and very, 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 very efficient for the points. So I'd love to see um, some common ones like in the 80s to 90s to 100 point ranges. Not that we get a lot of those. I had to pull my set out. But I think that'd be kind of neat, the commons and uncommons. So uh, give us some feedback on whether or not you would like to see that happen too. I think that'd be a cool format. Thank you, Perplexinator, for throwing it out to AT Realms. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, um, kind of wrapping this up. I know this took a long time, but hope you enjoyed the new uh, format. Uh, hope you liked us going into a little bit of depth about styles of play. Um, come email me. Uh, you can email me at lostinclicks, lostinclicks at gmail.com or private message me as ClossusTN at a, a, on the HC Realms site. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, keep listening. I hope you all keep turning the dials and Coming up with the best clicks in the world. Uh, I'm going to sign off now. Uh, you all have a great week, and I'll talk to you all next week. Episode 4 is in the books. That's a month straight of this uh, month I've kept on with this podcast. You all have a great day. And you thought I was gone, but no, unfortunately not. Uh, actually, I signed off and noticed I had gotten a private message from Spider Nick on HC Realms, and he had sent in a couple of Riptide team ideas, and I want to share with you all before we left. He said he had found one posted online, and it was the cheapest meta team you could have, and it's three Riptides, two Vanishers, an Uncommon Magneto, and Proteus. Cost about 10 to $15. That would be one annoying team to have to deal with. And if the Proteus rolls went your way, oh man, Riptide having some pluses to their stats. And then you still having to deal with Proteus even after you dealt with all those could just drive you insane. All that pulse wave. As um, one person once said, pulse wave allows you to ignore all the rules of hero clicks. So, um, but... Spider Nick's uh, team that he play, put on here said that he's played with five uh, Riptides with one Vanisher. Called it a mosquito team. Just sit there and bite you and bite you and bite you. Incredible thing is all five could go in a turn. Incredible. That would be a fun one to play. So, um, anyway, those are some ideas. Y'all keep going and keep sending in suggestions. Please like us on our iTunes page and follow us and subscribe. If you have any questions or anything you want to add or comment on, please email us at lostinclicks at gmail.com or let me know private message on HC Realms, um, Colossus 10. Talk to you later. Bye.